Hello again. I'm Terry McIver, editor of Contracting Business, welcoming you to episode four of Talking Air Care. Back with me again today is Tom Casey, Chief Visionary Officer of Griffin Service. Welcome, Tom. Thanks, Terry. In previous episodes, we've talked a lot about why attic ductwork is so important. But today, we're going to go beyond why it's important to focus on what things really look like in America's attics. So let's talk about the state of America's ductwork. What are some things you're noticing when you're up there in the attic area? Well, Terry, I think uh, what we notice is some real basic blocking and tackling stuff. When it comes to ductwork, we notice really quickly that a lot of stuff still is not sized correctly. A lot of stuff is done by rule of thumbs versus actual engineering or calculations. Stuff's not installed properly. Maybe the methodology of training someone to install was lead installer tells helper, tells helper, tells helper, and it dilutes down the line. So you have a lot of stuff up there that's not right. Uh, certainly the ducts aren't as sealed as well as they could be. So they're leaking air, either leaking out the air we pay to heat or cool or leaking in that nasty air from the attic. Ducks are spaghettied all over the place up in those attics and touching and kinked and sagging all over the place. And the chances of the air being the right volume or balance to come out the other end is pretty, pretty slim. So that's kind of an everyday thing up in the attic when it comes to ductwork. Well, about moisture, how does moisture make its way into the home? And is it a bigger problem in some regions than in others? Well, it definitely has a regional component to it because some climates are more humid than others, you know, desert versus subtropics. But here in the South, where we have a hot, humid weather as the standard, uh, sometimes we say the air we wear, you walk outside and you immediately get hit with that humidity. Moisture gets in the house a lot of different ways. So we're pulling in that hot, humid air and then trying to cool it down, but we, we just don't get it all, all the moisture out of it. So we introduce humidity through a duct leak. We also... A lot of people don't realize is if the amount of supply entering and the amount of return being pulled from the house or the space is not in balance, it creates a situation called imbalance. And that imbalance causes a pressure differential between the inside and outside of the house. So for example, if we're leaking air out of the duct in the, in the attic, supply air. So air that is meant to go and cool the house is now cooling the attic, but we're returning more air from the space. Well, then the house goes in a negative pressure. When that house goes in a negative pressure, it does something called infiltrating. It infiltrates outside hot, humid air through all the cracks, crevices, and places around the house that aren't sealed up. And we're now introducing hot, humid air to the house. So that's those are a couple of ways that outside humidity gets brought in. So duct leaks, actually pulling air in, system imbalance, making the house go under negative pressure. Of course, there's things in the house that create moisture, right? Uh, number one is bathing, showers, baths, and cooking. You don't realize how much moisture gets added to the home every time that you're taking a shower or something like that. So uh, a lot of places moisture can get into that house and wreak havoc. Well, Tom, once moisture gets into the house, how do we get it out and prevent it from getting back in? It's a good question. It's a really a two-part question. So once it's in the house, how do we get rid of it? You know, air conditioners cool the air and in part of the process of cooling, there's latent cooling, which does dehumidify. But an air conditioner is not a dehumidifier, and that's kind of a misnomer that, especially with some technology, a lot of contractors try to describe certain air conditioners as a dehumidifier. So the short answer is, how do we get it out? We actually have to dehumidify it. So partially through the cooling system, some systems are better than others at that, such as variable capacity systems, either two-stage systems or inverter systems, can increase run cycles, run the coils colder, dehumidify better. Also, um, 
an actual dehumidifier is maybe considered an accessory in a lot of places, but I would argue that it's a necessity for the perfect system. You need to have active dehumidification because there's plenty of days where the weather, especially in hot, humid climates like the Southeast, the weather will be cooler, but wet. So you don't need your air conditioner, but you need to dehumidify. So between HVAC equipment and dehumidification equipment, you have to actually mechanically dry the air. As far as source control, the number one thing we see in a house is the exhaust fans that were installed, if they're installed in the bathrooms, are not the proper ones, they're not properly sized, or they're not properly controlled. Uh, often the exhaust fans rely on the, the homeowner actually turning them on to work. And do they always turn them on when they go to take a shower or a bath? Maybe, more likely than not. But when they leave the bathroom, what do they also do? Turn them off immediately. Has all the moisture been removed when they are done and leave the bathroom? Probably not. So exhaust fans with dew point controllers that can automatically cycle on and keep that moisture load from getting to the rest of the house. So those are kind of the ways you can get rid of the moisture. How do you prevent the moisture? Well, you seal the ducts, you seal the air leaks in the house, you balance the airflow, you make sure you got adequate return from all the rooms where doors can be closed so that we have air in and air out and don't create an imbalance situation. Um, so again, it's just some good blocking and tackling combination of the right equipment applied properly, plus looking at the building envelope, uh, plus looking at some of the other things that we may not traditionally think of as part of the AC system, but we are in the HVAC industry and V stands for ventilation. And in a residential environment, the number one ventilation is the exhaust systems to remove that excess moisture from the house. Exactly. And Beyond those go-to tools like exhaust fans and insulation, the industry is seeing more modern approaches for dealing with moisture in the air, such as inverters and variable systems. Do these new options make things better or worse? Yes, they make things better or worse, for sure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it depends, really. And it depends on the thing we've been talking about for three episodes, the ductwork. You can't put a modern inverter system or variable capacity system onto an old duct system and expect it to work the way it was designed. You're, you're kind of aligning apples and watermelons here. So if you just change the box and you connect a new box to an old system, chances are you're going to make things worse. And the reason you're going to make things worse is that the variable capacity systems by design will run longer, will run colder, thereby making the duct surface temperatures chill below dew point. And it's gonna create the possibility of condensation and sweating, which is just a nuisance by itself, but over a long period of time, it can create microbial growth, mold, water stains on ceilings, things like that. So the old duct system is not designed in terms of its ceiling, its insulation values, even the installation standards themselves to handle that type of system. So if we don't change the box and the ducts at the same time to have a matched system designed for what we're installing, we will make things worse. Also, if we rely solely on the inverter system to do the dehumidifying, we have done the customer a disservice because there will be times in the hot, humid climates of our country where we do not need air conditioning, but we do need dehumidification, and that inverter will not dehumidify if it's not running for AC. And that's a little tricky because sometimes the manufacturers tell us to do certain things, like there's a thing that's called overcool as a setting on inverters, where if I need more dehumidification, 
allow the unit to run one, two, or three degrees colder than the thermostat setting. Sounds good, can work in certain parts of the country, but in the hot, humid south part of the country, all that does is prolong the run times and cool those ducts down even further, increasing the chances of condensation and sweating even more. So I can't beat that horse enough saying that it will be worse if we do not address and update the ducts. Now, the flip side of that is if we do fix and replace the ducts, the situation will be much, much better because now we have properly sized, properly installed, properly sealed, properly insulated ductwork to match the inverter. The temperature will be more even, the humidity will be better controlled, everything will be exponentially better. And of course, um, the airflow will be right to all the different rooms, so it'll be more comfortable in the house too. Once we have the ducts right, then we can commission the system, verify the airflow is right, verify, verify everything's in range, and set the duty cycling so that the system doesn't run continuously. It has the ability to turn on and off at some frequency to allow those ducts to warm up a little bit and not go below dew point and sweat. Of course, moisture and issues like sweaty ducts is just one issue that can affect a home's air. What are some other problems you're seeing in today's homes, Tom? Well, when you get in that attic, the ductwork is obviously the first thing you see because it's all over the place and spaghetti and you just can't miss it. I mean, it's like a shovel to the face. But the insulation in these attics and the air leaks in these attics are horrendous. So you climb up in the attic and immediately what you'll be able to notice is there's light coming in from downstairs everywhere. And if you see light, the air is going to leak there. So these attics that we're going into have these, these duct issues, which is normally thought of as part of the HVAC trade, right? We're HVAC guys, air conditioning, let's get the air right. But we're ignoring the component of the attic, which is what is the load of the house. It's how we size the AC system. So we actually need to take responsibility for the attic and we have to get those air leaks sealed. We got to get that insulation up to where it's supposed to be. And then they're going to truly experience the comfort, the energy, the sound benefits, all the health benefits by fixing the attic in addition to fixing the ducts, in addition to replacing the system. Well, Tom, you and your team have seen and solved so many different home comfort problems. Could you take our listeners through a real world situation where the home's air was being sabotaged by problems with duct work? Sure. We had a, a customer that had heard our radio ads. We talk about Florida rated comfort and Florida rated systems and how we maintain humidity all through the year and all the sort of the benefits of what we do. And he called up and he said, I had a, you know, a new system put in last year and he had issues before. The reason he had a system installed is his, his house was having problems with humidity, with comfort. Uh, one of the, the, the daughters had severe allergy problems. And um, we went down there and there was actually two systems installed in this house. Both were completely saturated with moisture, condensating all over the place. Ducks were sweating. Microbials had started to grow all over the place on the ducts and on the air handling units. And these are one-year-old systems and they look like they've been through the war for 10 years. We looked everything over. We did the, the engineering, calculated the loads, determined that the two systems were grotesquely oversized so we could put in a smaller, properly sized system. We recommended he relocate the air handling unit to be in a more serviceable but also better position for the ducts to be installed properly and to prevent condensation. We redid all the ductwork, properly sized, properly sealed, properly insulated, properly installed, and we added a dehumidifier. So we went from two systems, terrible ducts, and they had done just what I said earlier. They had connected two systems to old ductwork and didn't even look at what was going on. And that was the first domino in the series of problems. 
we went one system, reducted, dehumidifier, put everything into our Florida rated system. Boom. It was a lot better. Well, as usual, you and your team came in with the right solution. And then what was the customer's response after your team finished the job? It was interesting because he didn't tell us this till after the fact, but he he knew that he had a problem. I mean, it was physically visible as well as physiological. You could feel the house was uncomfortable. They had dehumidifiers in the different rooms. They had portable air cleaners in the different rooms. So you know you have a problem when you have all these devices in your house to actually make things comfortable. When we finished the job and he lived with it for a period of time, he called up and he said, you know, we hoped what you're telling us would work. And, and we believed enough in the solution that, that we had to do something to solve it. But we never imagined the difference. Now, like my daughter's allergies are relieved. We have no portable things. We, you know, my wife didn't want to get rid of anything until we proved it would work. We have no dehumidifiers. We have no air cleaners anyplace. We're sleeping better. The house is perfect humidity. The temperature's even. They even noticed that it was so comfortable they could raise the thermostat a couple of degrees, which as a bonus saved energy too. And that must have really been a great change to the home's comfort level. As we record this then, a new year is approaching and thoughts turn to what we might do differently in 2022. Tom, do you have any thoughts on opportunities this year will present for contractors? We all have budgets to meet and bills to pay. So some of the things I think about is how can I utilize solutions such as the air care program and the duct work and the fixing of attics to raise my average tickets? So if I go to uh, a client or say I visit 10 clients this week to talk about replacing their system or solving their problems, what percentage of them can I have a ductwork conversation and upgrade to? What percentage of them can I have an attic conversation and upgrade to? Thereby still doing the same number of jobs, just doing some portion of them for more money. Along with that comes to me, the ones that I don't do ductwork on or I don't do insulation on, I still get to differentiate my company by having a better conversation. So I actually close more of the regular vanilla jobs just because I'm talking about the chocolate syrup and the sprinkles that they could put on the vanilla ice cream. The other thing for 2022 for us that we're really looking at is increasing our redux and actually establishing a redux crew or two where my installers can just do their basic thing, but then there'll be a dedicated team of ductwork folks who can go in behind and just focus on the ducts. That'll allow us to serve more customers, do more transactions, and in some ways, maybe even increase the quality where people just specialize in one aspect, kind of an assembly line approach to the HVAC install versus the traditional approach. And similarly, 2022, we'll, we'll have a, a substantial focus on the attic repair side of things, not the attic insulation side of things, which of course, attic repair is part of that, but sealing the leaks, fixing the problems, and upgrading the insulation as part of the package. So I think we should all look at those things as leads are getting more expensive. We have harder time getting equipment or certain things. So I'm gonna need to do more with the same or do more with maybe even less. And that will be through additional services, additional options, and kind of solving the supply chain issues internally with our approach to the sales process. Well, and I really wish you the best with that strategy. And contractors, to learn more about the Owens Corning Air Care Contractor Program and how it can differentiate your contracting business, visit owenscorning.com slash aircare. Well, as we wrap up this podcast series, 
contracting business wants to thank you, Tom, for joining the conversation and bringing attention to an essential but often overlooked part of the envelope, the ductwork. Thanks, Terry. Appreciate the opportunity. And we at Contracting Business would like to thank Owens Corning for partnering with us in this podcast series. And again, to learn more about Owens Corning Air Care Contractor Program and how it can differentiate your contracting business, visit owenscorning.com slash aircare.